Hello, everyone, and welcome to another installment of Podcast 360, your go-to resource for medical news and clinical updates. I'm your moderator, Jessica Bard, with Consultant 360 Specialty Network. Primary adrenal insufficiency is the result of destruction or dysfunction of the adrenal cortex. Secondary adrenal insufficiency is the result of pituitary or hypothalamic disease. Dr. Rohan Henry is here to speak with us about the relationship between adrenal insufficiency and pituitary dysfunction. Dr. Henry is a pediatric endocrinologist and an attending physician at Nationwide Children's Hospital. He's also a faculty member at The Ohio State University College of Medicine in Columbus, Ohio. Thank you for joining us today. What are the causes of pediatric adrenal insufficiency? Thank you, Jessica, for inviting me to the podcast. So I think the one of the biggest causes of pediatric adrenal insufficiency is a condition called congenital adrenal hyperplasia. And congenital adrenal hyperplasia describes a condition in which there is an enzymatic defect along the pathway in which the adrenal gland produces cortisol. So that's the biggest contributor to primary adrenal insufficiency. Then there are some other, that's about 70%. There are some other contributors like problems with transcription factors. For example, there's a transcription factor called a DAX transcription factor, which actually goes informing the adrenal glands as well as the genitalia. So in that condition, the DAX mutation, the person will have congenital adrenal hypoplasia. And there are some other enzymatic defects, which are much more rare as compared to congenital adrenal hypoplasia. And there are also other issues, for example, trauma to the adrenal glands during like breech deliveries, or some persons end up with hemorrhagic problems with the adrenal glands. There is one particular condition called the Waterhouse-Fredrickson syndrome, which is no longer seen a lot these days, but it's really because of an issue with the Neisseria meningitis bacteria. So those are the common cause of primary adrenal insufficiency, which is very much different from the situation which exists in the older children in which, so this is really neonatal. The older children, the autoimmune phenomenon or Addison syndrome is really the commonest cause, whereas in the neonatal period, the infancy, it's really congenital adrenal hypertension. Let's talk a little bit about the relationship between adrenal insufficiency and pituitary dysfunction. How are they related? Okay, so the pituitary gland produces a number of different instructor hormones. So it produces growth hormone, it produces the hormone for puberty, which are called FSH and LH. It produces ACTH, which is the trigger for the adrenal glands to produce cortisol. It also produces prolactin. So if you have an issue with the pituitary functioning, really, if it functions with an isolated deficiency in which the specific cells which produce ACTH, otherwise known as the corticotropes, if there's an issue with those cells, you could have secondary adrenal insufficiency. Or if there is a global issue with all the cells of the pituitary gland, there could be secondary adrenal insufficiency, which exists as a part of global pituitary insufficiency. So the etiology depends on if there's only the cortisol affected or there's a global dysfunction of the adrenal glands, which if the cortisol part is affected, this is usually pretty rare. So the prevalence of secondary adrenal insufficiency is about 150 to about 280 per million. So that's a pretty rare disorder. That disorder may be brought about because of a problem with transcription factors. So those factors which in utero embryologically determine the conversion of 
one progenitor cell to different cell lines, as opposed to a situation where you may have, like radiation therapy, where you have a global knockout of the general pituitary producing cells. What clinical characteristics should heighten the suspicion for secondary AI or pituitary dysfunction in children? Okay, so that's a very um, good question. So purpose of cortisol is, as most persons would have known, it's a stress hormone. And cortisol causes the body to be able to utilize glucose. So it converts alternative fuels to glucose. So if there's a lack of cortisol, you're going to have a lack of glucose. So the person will have hypoglycemia. The other issue is that cortisol is really vital for maintaining blood pressure. So if there's a lack of cortisol, the person could have some features like dizziness. So those are the two main features that we usually see in secondary adrenal insufficiency, which is really distinct from primary adrenal insufficiency. I know the question wasn't about primary adrenal insufficiency, but I think I should make the distinction here. So the adrenal gland produces glucocorticoids, which are is the type of product which cortisol is a part of, as well as the mineral corticoids. The glucocorticoids um, are primarily cortisol, which is in glucose metabolism, as it says, glucocorticoids. Whereas the mineral corticoids, which the prototype is aldosterone, that aids in really sodium and water metabolism. In the primary adrenal insufficiency, both the glucocorticoid and the mineral corticoid axes are affected. So because of a lack of the mineral corticoid axis, the person has salt craving. And with decreasing the output of the adrenal hormones, there's an increase in the pituitary hormone, the ACTH. And because of the increase in ACTH, this actually stimulates the melanin cells in the body because they have a similar function to melanocyte stimulating hormones. So these kids usually end up with some hyperpigmentation. So in fellowship, I came across a set of siblings. The boy was affected by Addison's disease or primary adrenal insufficiency, and he had become dark over a number of years. And actually, people were, you know, who saw the family for the first time, they started to wonder if the boy and his sister were of different parents. <laughs> But that wasn't the case. It was because he became hyperpigmented. So on the other hand, in the case of secondary adrenal insufficiency, these persons have an issue with the production of cortisol. However, they don't have an issue with the mineral corticoid axis. So salt craving is not a part of secondary adrenal insufficiency. So that's distinguishing feature between primary and secondary adrenal insufficiency. Well, thank you very much for joining us on the podcast today, Dr. Henry. We really appreciate your time. You're welcome. Thanks for having me.